Hi, and welcome to episode 156 of the Dinner Sisters podcast, where two sisters taking on the nightly challenge of dinner. I'm Kate Schultz, living and working in Atlanta, Georgia. I'm a passionate cook and recipe collector, always thinking about my next meal. You know, and I wonder, sometimes I say Decatur and sometimes I say Atlanta. I don't know. It's the greater Atlanta area, kids. That's where I'm at. It sure is. I'm technically an unincorporated DeKalb County, Kate, if we're gonna oh. if we're gonna really make a deal out of this. I had but no yeah. idea. Wow, yeah. that's news to me. Well, wow. there you go. <laughs> I have no city. Uh, so yes, Betsy Wallace, living, working, and raising a family here in unincorporated DeKalb County, Georgia. Our goal of this podcast, we want to cook a little better, learn a little bit about food, and most importantly, figure out what the heck to have for dinner. And here's how this works. Like every week, we've got three recipes that we cooked and talked about from popular food blogs, internet chefs, anywhere we can find something on the World Wide Web. We'll have all these recipes, tips, the smorgasbord, and our shopping list on our website at dinnersisters.com. And you can get all this sent directly to your inbox if you subscribe to our newsletter. If you're the type of person who wants to kind of preview, check things out before listening. Okay, this week's recipes were garlic butter shrimp pasta from Damn Delicious, one dish ground turkey sweet potato skillet from Taste of Home, and sweet corn chowder with toasted tortillas by Nigella Lawson. This week, we are doing an episode that's been requested by more than one listener. Quick and simple dinners that can be done on the table and well under an hour. And, you know, I think things got really driven home for me when Kim brought this up during our Patreon cocktail hour, which we do every month, uh, which is super fun. But she's right. She's like, I have all these recipes, but they take three hours. Mm -hmm. And who's got time for that on a weeknight? Fair, you know? Yeah. And, you know... I find myself defaulting to the bowl of cereal, but that's just sad after a while. You know, Mm -hmm. no one needs that. So we need some recipes that we can get on the table quickly while also feeling like we had a good dinner. Yeah, I might be in the minority. This just came up today. We were talking about having cereal for dinner and I am not a cereal eater. Ryan is. He would have cereal for dinner. He loves cereal. I don't think I have ever in my life had cereal for dinner because I do not really like cereal, but I will have like scrambled eggs. Oh, okay. I was gonna say like, what's your thing? It's a scrambled egg. Yeah, I do that too. Yeah, but I don't think I've ever had cereal for dinner. I think I would just like eat a bunch of crackers and some string cheese or something at that point. Oh, yeah. You know. Okay. Yeah. But anyways, if you're not going that route, if you're not <laughs> making yourself a bag of microwave popcorn, right. cereal, or some string cheese and crackers, <laughs> here are some ideas. Yeah. So first up, we have a pasta dish that I thought was a nice way to get some fresh greens in while still indulging a bit, which is the garlic butter shrimp pasta from Damn Delicious. And actually, Betsy, throwback, Damn Delicious is like one of your original favorites. I I do like her. Yeah. 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 So and and for good reason, this is a great recipe. So it's fettuccine pasta with shrimp that's been sauteed in a healthy amount of butter and garlic, all with that peppery arugula wilted in. And to make it, you cook your pasta, your fettuccine, just according to directions and set aside. You season a pound of shrimp with salt and pepper and put that aside as well. And then in a large skillet, you melt a couple tablespoons of butter. You add in the shrimp with garlic, red pepper flakes, and oregano. And then you take all that delicious shrimp that you just kind of, you know, cooked through and set it aside. And then you finish the pasta. So you add in six tablespoons of butter to your skillet. Like I said, a healthy amount, healthy amount, and melt it down. Add back in your shrimp pasta and a couple large handfuls of baby arugula and Parmesan cheese, you know, just in case you... (laughs) 
a little richness. <laughs> <laughs> and you toss it to combine and the arugula wilts a bit. Betsy, how did everyone like the arugula with their noodles? I We really like this in our house. Mm-hmm. I use the frozen shrimp, which goes on sale occasionally at Kroger's. So I felt like this is a good way to use that. Um, it is a lot of butter. When you're making this, you're yeah. like, whoa, I'm getting like sticks of butter out here. Mm-hmm. This, this is- <laughs> sure are. <laughs> but I guess if you're making shrimp, then it feels kind of indulgent anyways. Sometimes, I mean, I know it can go healthy too, but like, you know, it feels like an indulgent meal. So that it's kind of, it's okay in my book here. And arugula is one of those greens I get a lot uh, mm-hmm. because it keeps really long in the fridge and I like an arugula salad just with some lemon on. So I was happy to have this recipe because it used the giant um, thing of arugula that I usually have in my fridge. So I I liked this for personal reasons. <laughs> Honestly, that's one of the reasons why I picked this recipe, Betsy, because arugula is also something I buy and then get really mad when I'm like just making these huge arugula salads at the yeah. end of the box. You're just like, mm-hmm. okay, he- here, we, here we go. <laughs> Here's another arugula salad <laughs> right. with the lemon. Yeah. Yay. <laughs> so I halved this, mm-hmm. which worked great, you know, and yeah. added in probably an extra handful of arugula. You know, I think I me. did too. I yeah. was throwing a lot just, of arugula. Just in throw it. it in, kids, as much yeah. until it looks good. You know, I mean, I think two cups would actually not be enough for me. I love a lot of greens. So if you're not a greens eater, you just, you know, feel feel it out. However, it speaks to you. Um, I do the same thing, Betsy. I buy, buy frozen shrimp when it's on sale. Um, I have no idea where I got this. It was likely Kroger, um, but wherever wherever shrimp are sold, I got the um, you know you have to get the raw shrimp, but I got the the easy peel, which is even yes. nicer. Yeah, love mm-hmm. an easy peel. Um, so you know, and like I like you said, this is not maybe an every night dish. But like, I could see having this like, oh, I've got arugula. Oh, I've got that frozen shrimp. You know, let's have a nicer dinner. Let's just kind of sit down, you know, kind of one of those, but it needs to be quick because people are maybe a little crabby. Mm-hmm. This may not be a bad one. Um, yeah. So I, I liked it too. Uh, this was a four to five only because a full stick of butter makes That's this not an everyday dish. I yeah. don't know if you could dial it back, but I think... Um, I was like wondering if you could play with pasta water in this a little bit to emulsify the butter and like not have it be just a full butter sauce. Yeah, maybe. I, but I mean, don't at, know. This, at the same point, that's kind of what you were going for. If you have some arugula and you're like, I don't make um, like I'll get that shrimp when it's on sale. And then it sits yeah. my feels like it sits in my freezer for a while. And then all, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, then we're making something nice. So if you just find yourself with a couple sticks of butter. Yeah, man. Uh, the left edge of your salad, this might be a good, this might be a good recipe to up, up the sleeve. So, okay. One dish, ground turkey, sweet potato skillet from Taste of Home is next. Yeah. Honestly, Betsy, I had the lowest expectations of all the recipes for this dish and which is reveals a little bit, maybe a little bit too much behind the curtain, but I do kind of sometimes, not always for an episode think, hmm, well, this should be good, but we'll see how it goes. Like I don't. Yeah. Like, right. I'm like so here's the thing. <laughs> I was pleasantly surprised by this. Um, and it's a one skillet meal, which is even more delicious. It's got ground turkey, onions, garlic, and a tomatoey sauce with cubed sweet potatoes and kale. So to make it, you saute the pound of ground turkey with a diced onion and garlic until it's all browned. And then you add in a sweet potato. 
that's been cubed, some chicken broth, smoked paprika, salt and pepper. And, oh, and your um, tomato paste. So that's all in there, making a nice sauce. Bring that to a boil and then reduce the heat. And you simmer covered until the sweet potatoes are tender, which takes about 10 minutes or so. It doesn't take long. Um, I always think this is going to take longer because sweet potatoes take so long to bake. But this isn't. Mm -hmm. This is fine, right? And then when that's all done, you just add in some kale and red pepper flakes, cook and stir until the kale is wilted, which just takes a couple minutes. And then you can top with some avocado if you like, some chopped mint if you're into it. So Betsy, I'm curious, like how this went over with you guys. I mean, we really liked this kind of like a hash, yeah. right? I mean, it yeah. felt like a sort of a hash, which is something I haven't made for a while. And I really liked it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I did not have the avocado and the mint, but yeah. it sounds like that would really go over yeah. over the top and be delicious. My avocado, I was like, oh, it's not that hard. It was, it was rock hard. Oh yeah. <laughs> I no. forced it. And you just can't, you just can't, no. but it did seem like it would be good. <laughs> yeah. It feel. I mean, it felt very filling as is. Mm-hmm. So I think the avocado probably would be delicious, but you definitely don't need it. And I Mm-mm. am curious on how the mint would be. I think that would be just kind of a different direction, which would be nice. Same. Yeah. yeah. It felt it feels healthy. It was one of those things where you just felt like filling and healthy and just nice one skillet meal. I don't yeah, know. Solid. Yeah, it's totally solid and relatively economical. Like a sweet potato mm-hmm. is not going to set you back. Ground turkey always goes on sale. Like very kind of pantry f- friendly economical items of things that you probably already have. And I think you could do spinach. You yes, could do definitely. Chard. You could kind of just like adjust your wilting time. Arugula. Honestly, if you got it, I never threw before that shrimp thing. I almost exclusively held the arugula back for cold mm. things. Mm-hmm. Um, but I guess you can th- you can throw yeah. it in like a green. I guess yeah, you can yeah. So I think anything you've got in your in your pantry in your sorry in your you know crisper drawer. Um, this was so nice. I made it for lunch actually, and then mm. reheated it over the next couple days. And I was just really thrilled to have this in my fridge. <laughs> yeah. It's so good. Um, and the smoked paprika, I think, is what made it different than just your average skillet meal, to, to be honest. Um, so that was really nice. And then I added hot sauce. Oh, nice. Yeah. When I was eating it, I was like, well, this is nice. Wouldn't have minded cheese on there, but they kind of held that back. I was like, you know what? Cheese doesn't need to go on everything, Kate. Oh, I mean, cheese goes in everything in my house. <laughs> I think you can just assume that if it's like a skillet dish, that people were definitely breaking out the bags of cheese to throw on top. I have uh, seen this before with like curry in your house. Yeah, they can't even. They're just like, oh, is it coming out of a skillet? Are we getting this by the spoonful? We better go grab the cheese out of the. <laughs> you made this really del- You're reheated or something. I was over for dinner and you reheated and the kids are like, which bag of cheese should I get for this curry? Yeah, like, I, I don't. Mean, none. Okay. I Enjoy. Yeah. I, I Sometimes I wonder if we should be putting cheese on everything, but then um, it's, it's probably fine. I yeah. don't know. Uh, I had bigger to fry than uh, the shredder situation. That's true. Uh, But yes, on the sweet potato, it's definitely, it's good. And I did not, I think we had just a little bit reheated, but I will say I've been making a lot of soups for lunch lately. Mm -hmm. And this makes, this made me think maybe I should make another second big batch of this for lunches. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. That would be delicious. This was a five out of five for me. How about you? 
Yeah, me too. I, I don't think you could have improved upon this. And I liked how it was flexible. Yeah. Okay. With the greens. Definitely. Definitely. All right, Betsy, what's let what's the last one? Sweet corn chowder with toasted tortillas by Nigella Lawson. So fun fact. Sadly, every so often we have a recipe that fails so badly. <laughs> yeah. That we have to pivot midstream. And this 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 one that we wanted to do, it was um well, we'll talk about it in the smorgasbord, but it definitely was it was a fail. And we don't like to, you know, name names or really also give you folks recipes that don't work. So we had to go back to the drawing board and find something delicious to share with you all that was also quick and easy. And you suggested, Betsy, that we do a Nigella recipe since that is our cook-along for the month, which I thought was Mm -hmm. such a great idea. And so I found this quick corn soup with a crunchy, cheesy chips on the side and thought, sure. This yeah. looks super weird, but maybe let's go for it. <laughs> super weird. <laughs> it was nachos. Oh my goodness. All right. It's like nachos on top of a corn soup. It, it was, looks, yeah. It looks like a lot. Yeah. Yeah. It looks like a lot. Anyway, um, <laughs> to make this, it's really simple. You take sweet corn that's been frozen, put it in a food processor with some a, three scallions, some a garlic clove and semolina flour. You blitz it, as she says. And she has a very specific phrase that I copied in here to a speckled primrose mush. Yeah. I'm not sure what that is, <laughs> but I was like, that's beautiful. I went with mush unless you have a big processor. She says you might have to do it in two batches. And then you just heat it up in a large saucepan with hot vegetable broth and then let it simmer for 10 minutes to thicken it. And then you kind of make your own nachos with some tortilla chips and shredded cheese warmed in the oven until everything melts. There you go. It's like very corn centric meal. I'm curious how this went for you, Betsy. I mean, it was delicious. We had it for lunch today yeah. uh, because we had to, because of the pivot, we were yeah. uh, scrambling at the last minute here <laughs> to get all these in. I uh, but it was very corn centric and it was kind of fun. I mean, yeah. I you just make those broiler nachos right. and then just put a little nacho, like, you know, three or four or whatever chips, kind of a little section right onto the top of the soup. And you almost have that like a crouton-ish type situation, yeah. right? Um, kind of fun. Yeah, I did not do the crouton. What I did is I just ate the chips by dipping them into the soup. Oh, yeah. Okay. Like Mm -hmm. scooping it all up. Yeah. Also delicious. There's no way you can go wrong with this, kids. Like, (laughs) I would have never thought like nachos and corn soup. I know. But But good thing I'm not the person who does this. Nigella has got it. Yeah. Yeah. It was good. I made half the recipe and only Mm -hmm. a few chips at a time in my little air fryer which was a delight. Um, I was a little nervous making the soup that it would not thicken up. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is going to be another fail. But if you let it cook a little bit, the, and we didn't use, did you use, you didn't use semolina flour, did you? No, I used my um, corn, cornmeal. Same. And that thickened up really well. Yeah. I thought same amount, just one for one. If you do have semolina, go ahead and use it. I mean, this is written for British audiences. And so I, don't think cornmeal is incredibly available. Um, maybe it is. And she's just like semolina. I don't know. I, I have this memory of cor- cornmeal not being a British thing. Um, so that thickens the soup, right? So it's really easy. I actually made this in my, my Vitamix. Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah. So I just like tipped, I didn't even thaw the corn. She says to thaw it, but I was like, I don't have time for this. So just yeah. put the corn in, put the scallion in, put the garlic in. And then, um, 
because I was making half the recipe, so it's like one scallion, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And then um, put, I use better than bouillon. So I yeah, just said, so did I. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Scoop it better than bouillon in there, the requisite water, blitzed it until it was absolutely pureed, and then poured it in the saucepan and let it thicken from there. Mm-hmm. Worked great. Highly yeah. recommend. I think you could use it. Did you use your stick blender? I did use a stick blender and that was totally fine too. Like I think, and then I actually had some leftover cilantro and green Mm. onions sort of from a previous night that I had chopped up in this. So we sprinkled that on top a little bit. Um, Yeah. I think this was not hard. No, this is something I could see myself making for dinner. Oh, I've got that bag of corn in there. I could make that Mm -hmm. soup. Well, it's funny because usually I, I have actually had a bag of corn in my freezer for a long time. Mm-hmm. And I don't like just corn by itself as a side. I just, no one really likes that here. And so uh, it's been sitting in there kind of neglected for a, a long time. Okay. So that's kind of nice. To, <laughs> it was, I just like, oh, now I have a half bag of corn recipe. So that's good. Yeah. Yeah. And I was actually thinking, you know, that charred corn, I almost mm-hmm. bought it when I went to Whole Foods. They have like a charred frozen corn. Oh, I've not seen that, but yeah. yeah. And I was like, that might be delicious in here too. Mm-hmm. You know, I think it's one of those things where you might, um, I might just buy a bag of corn with the intention of someday I will need to make this corn soup because I'm hungry. And there yeah. you go. <clears throat> Excuse yeah. me. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. So this is a five out of five. I have no critiques. Pretty delicious. Mm-hmm. Something I've never made before. So also five out of fives. Uh, chips and chips and soup. Who knew? Yeah, there you go. All right, Betsy, wrapping it up for the winner. I'm going to give that turkey skillet the gold star, the gold ribbon, blue medal winner. So good. So tasty. Also felt like super virtuous after eating such a healthy meal. How about you? Yeah, I did like the turkey skillet. I'm going to give the corn soup the winner, though, because like the the fact that there was like nachos on top of the soup went over really well in my family. (laughs) So uh And that was something, uh, just a little discovery this week. Nice. Well, if any of these recipes sound good to you, make sure to check out our show notes and a grocery list at dinnersisters.com. There you'll find links to all the recipes, any tips or techniques we talked about, and a whole bunch more. If you'd like to chat with us, you can always ask to join our Dinner Sisters Facebook group. We are at Dinner Sisters Podcast. Or you can support us on Patreon and join our cocktail hour monthly. That's over at patreon.com backslash dinnersisters. Okay, okay. Today in the smorgasbord, we are talking about the recipe that mm. did not work. Yeah, it was such a bummer. Um, so you have your family has gifted me a fish tank, mm-hmm. and um, really exciting. Uh, one of your extra fish tanks, as one does, you know, typical house yeah. gift. Yeah. Yep. So everyone was over doing the fish situation. I was like, well, let me just make one of the recipes for the podcast, which was these sheet pan quesadillas. Great family meal. We'll all have this. It's quick and easy while we're dealing with fish, the fish situation. It didn't work. That's all I have to say. It, it did was, not work. It was so surprising. So tell us how, because I think there's probably a mm-hmm. lot of recipes that kind of are adjacent to this. Yep. So tell us what happened, like how you made them and why it didn't really work. Yeah, so this was supposed to, it was in a hot oven. You're supposed to use a sheet pan and put mm-hmm. down the tortillas. So put a layer of oil, tortillas, beans, corn, cheese, salsa, another layer of tortillas, and then put another sheet tray on top. Okay, and then oil 
sorry, more oil and then a sheet tray on top and then throw that whole thing in the hot oven, the hot sheet tray on top and the sheet tray on the bottom, crisp it up at the same time. And then instead of me standing over the stove, making your kids 12 million quesadillas, which I would gladly do, but you know, takes a minute. Um, it's just on the sheet tray. So at one point I put, put the timer on, pull it out. When it's done, I take off the top sheet tray. <laughs> it's just oil. It's just a slick. It it's like an old slick. It yeah. Just, it, and I was like, wow. Okay. So we saved them. What, what we I broiled. We, we yeah. just broiled them. I mean, at one point Ryan said, oh, I think I can eat that. I'm like, no, you no, it's still pretty oily. Mm. Yeah, like there's yeah. you're not gonna find this delicious, buddy. You're not gonna find this delicious. <laughs> it was like wet with vegetable. It oil. was really, yeah. yeah. So I'm curious if anyone has made these and found it to work. Maybe it, this recipe had too much oil. Maybe that top sheet pan actually doesn't work the way you think it does, and it actually prevents it from getting crispy. Please tell us in our Facebook mm-hmm. group. If you, if this is your motivation to join the Facebook group, awesome. Or you can always email us or, I don't know, send me vibes about quesadillas. It was, I was shocked at how badly this was. <laughs> it was supposed to be so easy. And I was like, are you kidding me right now? Is this- <laughs> yeah, this is, and it became a big thing too, because then right? you had so many sheet pans to wash. And, uh, and then we- it was the bottom that was oily. Yeah, the bot. So we had to flip all of them over again. I mean, it was just like a whole thing. We eventually got some good, decent tasting quesadillas out of it, but definitely not in the not with a time saving no. element. I mean, no. it was by then it was a lot of work. You're like, you could have just stood over the stove. I'm like, yeah, I could have, sure, could have. Yeah. And then that was the it for quesadillas. And then I think like Maida, your middle child, was like, "Are there any more?" I was like, "No, we're done. <laughs> some more chips." Yeah. No, we will not be continuing with these quesadillas. Yeah. But I did, you know, we survived. But I'm also curious, um, Betsy, we've talked about cheap pan um, dinners a lot. And one success that I think is like a classic is the crispy, the meatballs with the crispy turmeric chickpeas from Smitten Kitchen, which I know you've made a ton Yes. Yeah. We'll link that up in the show notes. I'm not mm-hmm. sure what episode that's from, but they are. I just looked it up. Episode oh, 35. Oh, there you go. Deep cut. Yeah. It's way back. Um, turkey meatballs and they have that crispy turmeric chickpeas. They are delicious. And I know a lot of people have made them and it's a nice sheet pan meal. And you just, um, again, kind of healthy weeknight mm-hmm. friendly, very, very good. Yeah. It's a nice one. Um, Kate, another one we have here, episode 117, the sheet pan jambalaya. You and I both really liked that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I went back into the script and like that was your winner for episode 117 was the sheet pan jambalaya. Yeah, yeah I really liked those flavors with the sausage and the um, peppers and it's good. Yeah, I mean, if you can picture like a sheet pan tray filled with all the ingredients for jambalaya, right? The onions, the peppers, and roast it. sausage and roast it. It's delicious. Yeah, it is good. Yeah. And another fun one we made, Kate, was the four flavor sheet yeah. pan pancake, which was so out of yeah. the box for you. I mean, it was just like <laughs> very not Kate. Right. Uh, it was, yeah, it was very not me. It was um, a little out of control. I did, and I loved it. It was so good. But picture like a, a sheet pan, a half sheet tray 
filled with pancake batter and then you layer flavors on top of it. So one quarter of it was chocolate chips. One quarter of it was, I think I did bananas and strawberries and I think jam on the last one. Yeah. This is 100% a food network recipe. Yeah. It really was really good. Uh, we we were so it. surprised at how delicious all of us. We were like, "Whoa, these pa- this pancake was moist. Yeah. It yeah. was flavorful. Yeah, we both loved it. Yeah. So I gotta say, if you're looking for one of those like weekend treats, which I think we all are, to like distinguish the weeks from each other, mm-hmm. um, not a bad one. And you know, the last one was a sheet pan pasta bake with chicken and kale, and so it was like pasta. I think it was penne pasta with chicken and kale mm-hmm. and some breadcrumbs. It got real crunchy. Yeah. It was a huge meal though. Yes. And I remember several people in the Facebook group made that too. Mm. And uh, the comment was just about how much it made, but that it would made, that one was good for leftovers though. Like yeah. that was a good lunch one. So, yeah. And the last shout out I'll make for sheet pans is a Joanna Schultz favorite, the slab pie. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I love a big pie, just in a big sheet tray. <laughs> So we'll have to find a couple recipes for that. I know Smitten Kitchen's got a great one that she's made. Um, and maybe y'all in our Facebook group can tell us, share us your slab pie favorites. So yeah, we've had some su- very successful sheet pans, Betsy, but. Sign me Yeah. Yeah. The quesadilla is not, is not going to, is not going to go up in the greatest hits. That's sure for won't. sure. Sure won't. Yeah. <laughs> Everything can't be a winner. All right. Nope. So coming up next week, we've got some dinners to keep in the fridge with one of our favorite ingredients, beans. We're always saying I should have more beans in my diet. That is one thing I've said a lot on this podcast. Right? And you know what? I feel like they are. I feel like we've we've accomplished our goal. Of, I don't know. Maybe we have. Yeah. Maybe we haven't. But I feel like we have. My personal challenge um, based on the chickpea poll. Um, that I put in our Facebook group, which was hilarious. Many, many people were like, chickpeas are the best. Some people were like, chickpeas are terrible. Mm -hmm. I also learned, um, I have a couple friends who disclosed the dislike chickpeas to me. Oh. Yeah. You got some personal feedback. I got some personal feedback. (laughs) They're like, Kate, lay off the chickpeas on the (laughs) podcast, please. I don't, I don't really like them. Like said very like like very kindly and sweetly. And I was like, you don't have to like every bean. It's okay. <laughs> That's really funny. But we do love them. And I, and I get it. It's like, it seems like it's a divisive, it's a de- divisive legume, you know? So my personal challenge with this was to not use chickpeas. Okay. We'll and Kate, I heard, I heard we might be using beans and we might be, we might be doing bean salads for part of this. I'm just really excited to see where you go with the beans <laughs> episode. 157 episodes in. What could I possibly come up with? Yeah. What are we doing? All right. Well, uh, there we go. There's the teaser. See you (laughs) next week. Uh, That's what's for dinner. See you next time on the Dinner Sisters. We'll save a spot at the table for you. Would you like a little dinner in your inbox every week? You can subscribe to our newsletter by going to our website at dinnersisters.com. There we also have show notes and other fun stuff, including all the chickpea recipes I've I've ever featured. So there you go. If you have some dinner ideas, chickpea or no, you can send us an email at dinnersisterspodcast at gmail.com. And as per usual, if you like what you're hearing, please review and subscribe. That's how people get to know us. And if you want to support the podcast a little bit more, we have a Patreon page. We are patreon.com backslash dinner sisters. We always appreciate your support. Thanks and happy eating. <laughs>